Welcome to this podcast. My name is Dr. Sarah Morgan, and I will be sharing from Spiritual Warfare, lesson number two. This lesson is a makeup lesson from lesson number two for students that were unable to access the fullness of this class. Lesson number two in Spiritual Warfare, Prayer Academy University, Enlisting in God's Army. I will be starting from the session where we began to discuss the issue of conversion. The issue of conversion. We talked about repentance and what it means when the Bible speaks about repentance and now we are going to talk about conversion. Conversion in the Bible is when you ask for forgiveness of sins and this will be found in your notes on page number 16. In your prayer academy notes, page number 16, under the heading conversion when you ask for forgiveness of sins you experience conversion conversion means to turn whereas repentance means a change of mind conversion means to turn whereas repentance means a change of mind when it is used In connection with biblical repentance, it means to turn from the wrong way to the right way. You leave the kingdom of Satan and you join the kingdom of God. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him will not perish but have everlasting life. So in general, we accept Christ by changing our mind about who we believe. When we change our mind from believing the devil to believing in God, we now have come into a place of repentance. So when you leave the kingdom of Satan and join the kingdom of God, it is now a process that we have begun. Luke chapter 1 verse number 16, And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Shall he turn? Turning requires a movement. When you turn your body around, whether it's 360 degrees, whether it's 180 degrees, there is movement required to turn. Acts chapter 9, verse number 35. And all that dwelt in Lydia, Lydia and Sharon, saw him and turned to the Lord. 
It is possible to change your mind and yet not turn in a different direction. Acts 11, 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. They turned into an, towards another direction. What direction? The direction of the Lord. Conversion, therefore, is turning from the darkness of sin to the light of righteousness. Acts 26 verse number 18 To turn from darkness to light From obscurity to revelation To knowledge It is turning from the power of Satan to God Acts 26 verse number 18 To turn them from the power of Satan unto God. The word I wanted to pay keen attention to is the word turn. Acts 14 verse number 15 Ye should turn from these vanities into the living God. It is turning from worldly things to spiritual things. 1 Thessalonians 1 9 he turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. So when you begin to talk about conversion, it is a point-to-point -point issue, a turning away from to. Now Luke chapter 22, verse number 32 the Bible says that Jesus spoke to Simon Peter and he said these words, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed that your faith does not fail. When you are converted, you will strengthen your brethren. I have prayed that your faith does not fail. When you are converted, when you are turned from a particular condition that you will be in, when you do fail me, you will be able to strengthen your brethren so Jesus is asking for Peter to have a change of mind conversely about the issue flesh failing and denying him so so conversion literally people of God is more than just the change of heart because when Peter denied Jesus, he had had a change of mind. How do we know that? Because he was following Jesus. Based on the change of mind, 
he began to follow Jesus. But when a situation arose whereby he was going to be tested beyond just the change of mind, beyond just repentance, which is the change of mind from believing one thing to believing another, his flesh failed him. So when you begin to talk about conversion, conversion is when one may have a change, it may even though they have a change of mind, as in repentance, is still worldly <laughs> in terms of their actions and their behavior and their dispositions to reaction. Peter, people of God, did not deny Jesus in the spirit. He denied Jesus in the flesh, not in the spirit. Even though he had repented, he had had a change of mind and he was now following Jesus and not religion. But yet, when the occasion arose, the flesh denied Jesus. And so it was on, at Pentecost when Jesus, when, when Peter was fully converted. Because it was after Pentecost when Peter was converted that he was able to stand up and declare boldly that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. So then, what am I saying? That conversion, people of God, is a point-to-point -point issue. So it is possible to have experienced repentance, being born again, turned away from, changed our mind, but as we go, conversion takes place. And as you convert, you get convert conversion, which is a, 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 an act of the heart in certain areas of your life, you gain dominion. And when you gain dominion, you are able now to strengthen your brethren. It was at the day of Pentecost that Peter now was converted from the flesh to the spirit and hence was able to stand up boldly and strengthen his brethren by declaring <clears throat> the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with no fear. What is the importance of conversion? Conversion must accompany repentance and salvation. You must turn from the wrong to the right. Because when habits change, that is when conversion has taken place. I remember I shared with the class that even when I had repented, changed my mind, given my life to the Lord Jesus, began my journey, yet there were still issues that required conversion. 
I used to dress a certain way and yet felt not, no conviction until one day as I continued to grow, I was on my way to church and I was now learning to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And as I got to the door, the Holy Spirit began to convict me, convict my heart unto sin, righteousness, and judgment. And he began to tell me that the dress I was wearing was too fitted. It was too tight. But I kept trying to persuade myself that the dress was okay. Why? Because even though I had repented, I was walking, trying to walk the, the life of, of Christ, there was still an area that was not converted. There was still an area that was still worldly. And so I went back and forth, and yet the cons my conscience could not allow me because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit until I finally yielded to the leadings, the promptings, the quickenings of the Holy Spirit. And I returned back to my room and took that dress off. When I took the dress off, I put on a dress that was more loose. The length was uh, a better length, covered my knees. And immediately <clears throat> I felt something lift off of me. And I knew that the Holy Spirit was pleased. At that time, I knew that I had received a conversion moment pertaining to a habit, to a disposition to reaction in my walk with the Lord. When you are converted, you will strengthen your brethren. And I never ever went back to dressing a certain way because now I had been converted. I had literally turned away from dressing worldly to now dressing modestly as the word of God requires us to do. So conversion people of God must accompany repentance. So when habits change, conversion has taken place. When dispositions to reaction change, conversion has taken place. When language changes, conversion has taken place. When behaviors change, conversion has taken place. When our values begin to change, conversion has taken place. When you are converted, you will strengthen your brethren. Number one on page number 17, it says it is necessary. Why is conversion important? Conversion is important, number one, because it is necessary to enter the kingdom of God. Matthew 18, verse number three, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye be converted 
and become as little children in your attitude, in your behavior, in your disposition to reaction. You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why is conversion important? Number two, it saves from spiritual death. James 5, 20. He which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Why is conversion important? It is necessary for the blotting out of sin. Act 3 verse number 19. Your sin is written in the records of God until you repent and are converted. Then your sins are blotted out. Acts 3.19 Repent ye therefore and and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And is a very important word. It is a connecting word. A lot of times we disregard the and and we execute only the first part of a sentence. Hence, we do not experience the full benefits of what that thing is offering to us. Just like when the Bible speaks about tithes and offerings in the book of Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 10. A lot of times people do not experience the full benefits of that scripture why because they only fulfill the first part of that requirement but yet the scripture says bring ye all the tithe and the offerings that they might be meat in my storehouse test me in this and see if I will not now then he begins to give you the benefits but the benefits are going to be given to you as a result of you fulfilling not just the first part of that sentence but both parts of it so if you're just fulfilling the bringing only of the tithe which is the 10 percent and you don't add the offering then you will not experience the benefits that come as a result of that promise because the tithe is what you owe and the 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 the, the offering is what you sow so what is it that unlocks the windows of heaven and rebukes the uh, that, that causes god to rebuke the devourer for your sake it is what you sow what you sow because as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. <clears throat> it is the law of sowing and reaping. So you don't get any benefit off of just tithing. It's like paying your tax man. You know, you don't get nothing off of the tax you pay for your tax man. No. So again, I'm trying to teach the principle of a thing. So again... When you look at this scripture, 
it says here that the, that the blotting out of, of our sins is contingent on not just when we repent, but repent ye therefore and be converted, which means there are two different things. When you repent, it is the changing of your mind. When you are converted, it is the turning away as the result of your mind that has changed. Oh my God. So what is the best example of conversion? The prodigal son. And we all know the story of the prodigal son. According to the gospel of St. Luke chapter number 15. Repentance and conversion are best illustrated by the story that Jesus told about the prodigal son. When you read this story in the gospel of St. Luke chapter number 15 verse 11 through 24. This young man left his father at home went to a distant land and through sin wasted all he owned eventually this young man realized his condition what was his condition he was hungry he was lonely he was in rags and most importantly he was tending pigs for a job there was a conscious awareness of his condition. He was awakened to his condition. He was enlightened to his condition. Then he made an important decision as a result of his awareness of his condition. And he said, I will arise and go to my father. I will arise and go to my father. This was an inward decision resulted in a change in his outward actions. First, he had a change of mind, repentance. I am aware of my condition. I've changed my mind. I don't like what I feel what I see, what I, I feel, what I sense, <clears throat> what, what, what I'm hanging out with, I'm changing my mind. But it didn't stop at just him changing his mind. There was also an action that was added to the changing of the mind. He said, I will arise and go to my father. So this inward inward decision resulted in a change in his outward action <clears throat> and he went home to his father to seek for forgiveness so again repentance the change of mind when you read Luke 15 17 through 19 the young man realized his sinful condition he made a decision to go to his father and repent of his sin. This is the example of repentance. Repentance is the inward decision which results in an outward action. 
Conversion. Acting on the decision. Because you can change your mind all day. But if there is no outward action that proves that you have changed your mind, then we cannot really know that conversion has taken place. Oh God. Records, according to Acts 15, 20, show how the young man arose and left the old life and went to his father's to start a new life. This is conversion. Just like I shared my testimony. Repentance, yes. Going to church, yes. But was I truly converted in the area of my dress code? No. I was still denying Jesus in that area. I was still in the flesh in that area. Salvation is an act of the heart. Just like repentance is an act of the heart where you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. Conversion is an act also of your heart. But then it has to be accompanied by an action. <clears throat> In other words, conversion doesn't just stop at you change your mind. But it means you change your direction. You change your position. You change your action, your attitude. You change your behavior. You change your language. When you are converted, you will strengthen your brethren. My God. Amen. And so conversion, people of God, is very powerful. And so in your notes... Page 18, you talk about the prodigal man. The, 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 the parable of the prodigal son is really a, uh, the parable really relating to the prodigal man. Man is like the prodigal son in his sinful condition. He turned his back on God, his father, and heaven, his home. Each step he takes is a step away from God and one step nearer the spiritual death of eternal separation from God. There is a major decision that man must make. He must come to himself. Every time the gospel is preached, <coughs> it is an opportunity that is being given, that is being extended to man, to humanity, for them to come to themselves. From the state that they're in. From the state that man is in. And recognize his spiritual condition. And then he must make a decision. Which will result in a change of spiritual direction. Next point in your notes. Justification and salvation. There are two other terms that are used in the Bible. Which relate to repentance. These terms are justification and salvation. God is the judge of all mankind. When you are living in sin, you are condemned before him. John 3, 18 and 19. <clears throat> he says, but he that believeth not 
is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. When you repent from sin and make the decision to turn from your sinful ways, this establishes a right relationship with God. One of the most important things that God did in terms of his creation, the crown of his creation, which is man, is he gave man a will. Man is a free moral agent. God will never force man to do anything that he does not want to do. And so it is the power of the will that enables man to make decisions and to make choices. Because God never intended to create a robot. God intended to create man in his image after his own likeness with the ability to make the right choices and the right decisions. And so when you repent from sin and make the decision to turn from your sinful ways, this establishes right relationship with God. This right relationship or right standing before God is called justification. Just as if you never sinned. Romans 6 verse number 16 through 18. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness, but God be thanked that ye were, ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine or teaching which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. When you are justified by repentance and conversion, you are saved from a life of sin as well as from the penalties of sin. This is what it means to be saved. And what the Bible is speaking of when the term salvation is issued. So then, spiritual warfare and the biblical worldview means the subject of spiritual warfare must be studied, listen carefully, within the context of God's total purpose for the redemption of sin for mankind. For the sole total purpose of the redemption of sinful mankind. When you begin to study the parables 
of the sower and the tares among the wheat. In Matthew 13, both parables concern the growth of the kingdom of God, which occurs through the planting of God's word. Both parables picture the warfare between the two kingdoms with the battle centered on the redemptive purposes of God. God is a redemptive God. The gospel is a redemptive gospel. The message of the gospel is a redemptive message. So learning spiritual warfare prepares you and I to enter the arena of this world and fight for the souls of men and women, boys and girls. This is why authority over Satan was given to the disciples before they were sent out to share the gospel. According to Matthew 28, verse number 18 through 20, Satan and his host of demons we war against you as you seek to win men to Christ and bring them under the rule of God. Induction into God's army. Repentance and conversion result in justification and salvation. This is God's plan for induction into his army. I'm going to say that again. This is God's plan for being inducted into God's army. If you have not yet been inducted into God's army, the tactical maneuvers section of this lesson will provide opportunity for you to join. If you're already a member of God's army, the section will assist you in helping others to enlist. Welcome to the army of God. Hallelujah. I hope that this lesson has thrown some light in that area. And for those of you that are taking the class, um, in addition to doing your lesson two inspection, um, I would like for you to go ahead and still go through your tactical maneuvers uh, just for purposes of further study. You will find them very, very helpful uh, in terms of understanding just the different ways that redemption came to the different regions and different communities and the different cultures even back in the days of the Bible. And it will help you know how to navigate and to also know how to um, maneuver within your own culture and your own community and your own generation by the leading and the promptings of the Holy Spirit as you go forth as an agent of redemption through the power of spiritual warfare for the redemption of the souls of humanity. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and God keep you. Until next time. This is Dr. Sarah Morgan.